Hi there, this is Dennis Anyone with Dennis Hensley. It's a podcast about making things up and making things happen. This week, my guest is a filmmaker. His name is Matt Kugelman, and he's the director of the new film Hurricane Bianca from Russia with Hate, which stars Bianca Del Rio, who you all know and love from RuPaul's Drag Race. And the film is a sequel to Hurricane Bianca, which Matt also directed. So he's got a lot to say about making films and working with hilarious drag queens, and there's a Gail King story that will warm your heart. All right, before we get to that, though, I want to encourage you to check out the website, DennisAnyone.net. There you will see pictures that go with some of the podcasts, and you can also donate to my virtual tip jar. It helps me cover some of the expenses like web hosting and parking in West Hollywood, things like that. Um, I also want to mention my side business, LifeCast. Um Somebody hires me to interview them about their life, or maybe you get it for your parents. You get a wonderful audio heirloom that you can share online with all your loved ones, and it's a great gift, not just for the person, but for the entire family. So learn more about that at getalifecast.com. It looks like I may be going to New York again uh, in the summer to do a LifeCast or two, so if you're out there and you want to uh, to do that, hit me up at getalifecast.com. I would love to talk to you. And get your story down for posterity. All right. Uh, that's all the housekeeping stuff. On with the interview. Here is Matt Googleman. Hey there. I'm coming to you from the West Hollywood apartment of my friend Danny, who let me uh, use his place to interview our guest today, Matt Kugelman. He is the director of the new movie, Hurricane Bianca from Russia with Hate. It's uh, the uh, second Hurricane Bianca. The Sheikwal. The Sheikwal. Yeah, she's back with a vengeance. Right. I love it. And uh, when did the first one come out? Uh, it's been, it's been within three years. Right, it's quick. It's quick. We you guys are on out. top of it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we bang her out. I love it. So yeah. now you directed both the first one and the second one. First one and the second one, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're here in LA, you're going to go to DragCon, you're going to have a premiere. Yes. And then you're doing all these different cities yeah. premieres. We're taking her on the road. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of hairspray and getting made up and stuff. It's like a whole checked suitcase full. I yeah. love it. And have you done the road with drag uh, queens before? A tiny bit. A tiny okay. bit. I've known Roy for a long time, Bianca. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for a long time. And uh, we did a little mini tour on the first movie. And it was funny because I ended up uh, basically just passed out on a couch the very last night. It just, you were done. I was done. And uh, Roy, uh, Bianca, let me uh, crash at his apartment here in LA. It was our right. last screening. And I just fell asleep. And he had all these people over. And I just remember looking up at all these people. They were like, oh, are you tired? Yeah, I'm just here. Crash out. <laughs> I love it. Because Bianca's like, this is what I do every day of yeah, my life. Welcome you know? to my life. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, what What can you tell us about the storyline of this second Bianca movie? Uh, it's bigger, badder, bitchier. Um, she's she's back with a vengeance. The first one was a you know a drag queen revenge comedy, right? Set and in a school. Set in a school, right? Basically, um, Richard, uh, our yeah. hero, um, uh, gets fired for being gay and comes back in disguise as a woman. To it's get... like the Tootsie of yeah. It's very like Tootsie Revenge of the Nerds, right? You know, uh, meets you know whatever. But um, you yeah, have Rachel comes... Dratch in the mix. Yeah, as comes the villain back to get. Revenge on Rachel Dratch right. for being so mean to him. Okay. So this one starts with Rachel Dratch. Her life is ruined. Right. And now she wants to get revenge on Bianca. Yeah. So it's a little bit of a reverse revenge comedy. But, um, you know, when chaos ensues, um, they actually find out they have to team up to save their, their loved ones. And part of it is set in Russia. Part of it is set in Russia. So part of the crazy revenge plot is that uh, Rachel Dratch's character realizes that in Russia, they're actually meaner to their gay people than they are in Texas. 
Wow. So she's inspired. Yeah. She's like, exactly. if I send Bianca to, to Russia, she's not going to last. No. You it's know? even worse than it is here. Right, right. And Russia, I don't know if you know this, but is very much in the news right now. <laughs> I, I didn't know. No, now, didn't what was the decision... Where did it come from, this idea of let's, let's take him to yeah. Russia? You know, it's funny because my day job, I actually work on the news. So, right. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, as I'm sure you know, movies take a very long time to put right. together. So exactly. So you guys were... We started precious. this when it was not really that relevant. Right. Um, but, um, but there were a couple of little blips on, on the radar. Um, I knew it was homophobic. Right. Um, there were some gay people that were like... You need a place with good homophobia. Good homophobia. Right. Good, the old, good, really strong, good, rich... Old school. Old still, school yeah, homophobia. But still a place that's like charming enough yeah, where you want to nice start architecture. Yeah, right. Yeah. Got it. Um, so, so there were a couple of little little tiny stories about people getting kind of like beat up on Grindr. Right. They were using Grindr to kind of find gay people out them and, you know, kind of beat them up. And I was like, okay, this could, this could sort of work. And then... Um, you know, and, and I kind of had the idea before we even filmed the first movie. Yeah. Because it was like, all right, Texas works for the first movie. Now, right. worldwide, where do we go? And Russia right. seemed like a good idea. But um, then uh, we filmed the first movie, and they start airing season seven of Drag Race, and Katya walks into the workroom. Right. Speaking Russian, you know. I adore Katya. Yeah, looking like I a like beautiful her blonde. Thing, her trip, it's like, I don't know what, I'm, mis- I'm intrigued by the mystery there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't... You know, like some of it, I'm not quite sure. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm meant to get, but I love it. She's br- she's brilliant, right? She's There's so a much brilliant. Fun. She's like, I'm I'm doing this. You're yeah. either on board or not, right? But I'm right. not going to coddle you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and she walked in. And I was like, all right, I'm going to keep my eye on her. Yeah. And of course, you know, you just fall in love with her. Of course. Uh, and then you fall in love with her again when she goes back on All Stars. Um, and uh, yeah, I met her at a party and. Um, was a little starstruck. Yeah. Um, you know. Was she in drag? She was in drag. Right. It was the season seven finale party, and I was there with, with Bianca. Right. Um, and it was really just the queens that were competing on the season in this room right. um, at the event, you know, because, um, you know, Bianca invited us up. So it was just like three or four of Bianca's friends and the queens that were competing, and they were right. all going to find out who won that season. Oh, they didn't know yet. They didn't know yet. It was because it airs live, and they right. tape a bunch of, you know, alternate endings. Right. And, um, yeah, so I was with a couple of friends and, um, I told my friend Mikey, I was like, you know, cause I was a little starstruck. I was like, will you go ask Katya to take a picture with us? And he did. And she turns around, she was like, oh wait, are you Bianca's friends? And we said, yeah. And, um, she's like, which one of you is Matt Kugelman? And that's when I was like, no longer starstruck. I was like, it's me, you know, it's me. and I pushed everyone else out yeah, of the way. Excuse me. And I said, how do I get in touch with you? I have this idea. And, uh, and she's like, give me your phone. So, um, you know, so we started talking that way. And, it's a match made in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. When, when you type in the number, do you type Katya? I what do. goes into your phone? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, yeah. What is uh, Roy, who is Bianca? Is it he under, in your phone under Roy? He's, yeah, but I've also but known, him known for, it like, forever. Yeah, for a million years. I feel like Bianca should also have a her own listing in your phone, but that's she your should, phone. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like that. But right. Um, what is it about the Bianca character that you love? What's fun to tell stories with her? Um, I think it's her honesty. Right. You know, she's like the Simon Cowell of, of drag. You know, like right. she really says what you're thinking. You know, she, there's just no bullshit. And she's extremely glamorous and, like, yeah. wonderful and beautiful. And then she's got the voice of a, you know, the, the vocabulary of a truck driver. Right. And it's just, like, the, the juxtaposition of that is just, it just makes me laugh. I know? only met Roy once, and he was out of drag. Yeah. And he was so sweet. Yeah. He's, he like, really a is. sweet man. Yeah. And then there's this other creation that's... Right. It's so cool. Like, I mean, he's a ruin his reputation. Right. He's, like, the kindest, like most generous person guy. I've ever met. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, he's wonderful. How do you and guys know each other from back in the day? From back in the day, I actually met him, um, I wrote him on MySpace. 
Wow. Yeah, so that... This movie was born on MySpace. <laughs> it actually was. I yeah. actually wrote... Please, wish, if you win any awards at a festival, thank MySpace. I should. I should. I think it would be really funny. Right? Although half the people there probably wouldn't even know what it was. I wish I could find this, and for like, you know, a million years I've been like scouring my email, because right. at one point I sent it to myself, but I wrote on his public MySpace wall, Right. I have an idea for a movie. Wow. And uh, it's gone. It's gone forever. But, you know, um, but that's where I, you know. Had you seen him do drag before at that time? Yeah. So at one point, um, I think I just, I had this roommate and we went to go, and my roommate is very like kind of pompous and like fancy. And Bianca pulled him up on stage and just ripped him a new one. Right. And made him dance, you know, and it was just, I was like, oh my God, this is how, like, A, how did she do that? And B, it was just so funny from, from beginning to end. And I was like, all right. I was just starting this was to get in a inspired. club in New York? Yeah, I was at, um, yeah, it was in Chelsea. Right. And um, I was just starting to get inspired. I was like, you know, fresh out of film school and had no money. But I was like, all right, someday we're going to make right. this happen. Yeah, so you just kind of kept an eye on it. Yeah. Wow, and you guys built up a, a relationship online. And, and you yeah. would, would you see each other? Yeah, so um, so then I wrote him on MySpace and I said, um, hey, um, I, I, so the friend that he ripped yeah. a new one, Wanted me to make him, uh, like, a birthday video for his right. 30th birthday. And I was like, I don't have time. And then I was like, wait, maybe I could, like, have Bianca do something yeah. and have it be a roast. So, emailed Bianca on MySpace. Bianca shows up. Doesn't know me. Doesn't know my friend. But does, like, a, basically a set. Like, an hour-long set. At the set event? At an apartment with wow. a camera. I was wow. like, I work for CBS. Right. I'm trying to be real professional, right. you know. And uh, I'm like, I want to make this roast video for my friend's birthday. And cool. I was like, wait, that was easy. Shows right. up in drag before one of his gigs. I've got a camera. And just roasts this guy that she's never met. I love that. Never met him, never met me. Right. All this, like, new material. So now I'm spoiled. And I'm like, wow, right. drag queens are funny. Right. I'm new to New York. I'm, like, I'm like freshly out of the closet. Right. And I'm like, drag queens are brilliant yeah. and funny. Really, it's just Roy Haylock. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, a lot of them are. A lot of them are. But then, then it's not that you, it's really, really about his talent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so, you know, that kind of got the ball rolling. We started making videos to submit to yeah. contests, won a couple, I was able to buy some equipment, you know, and it kind of like got bigger and bigger. And I was like, all right, I think we're ready to do a feature. What's cool about it is that it doesn't just trade on Bianca's drag race lore. This is like a totally different story. Yeah. Different, you know, it was kind of like, yeah. it shows the roots that it was begun well before mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah. What was it like for you? To watch her on Drag Race, she's a friend now. Yeah, it was it was really exciting. It was yeah. really exciting. I mean, the whole the whole experience because um, I was a Drag Race fan, of course. But um, you know, Roy was always kind of like he was. He always thought that that show was kind of like for like the younger generation right. of drag queens that were right. dancers and lip syncers and. Um, he's not like, exactly what he does. Yeah, yeah, he's like that's not really my thing. So he was never really, really itching to go on the show, right? Until we started kind of crowdfunding to make the movie. So you guys started that before Drag Race. We did. And we made a little bit of money. Right. It wasn't enough to make a movie. But um, but that's when he was like, all right, maybe I should do this. Yeah. So we kind of like, the movie went under the radar. Right. Did his audition tape. Of course, I knew he'd get on. Right. You know. And um, Your evil plan worked. It did. That's awesome. It did. It did. And I remember doing his, his little tape, because of course we waited until the night before it was due. Yeah. And uh, I went over to his apartment. You helped him. Yeah, with a camera and... Um, he had everything set up, and of course you have to give a. Uh, he has to give a tour of his closet, right. and he had put all of his fancy sparkly stuff on, right. the, on the thing, and it broke. Oh, that's hilarious! And he was like, "I think this is a sign that I shouldn't be doing this." I'm like, "It's not a sign that you, you just put too much heavy stuff." <laughs> yeah, it's just the sequins are heavy or right. whatever. He's like, "What are we gonna do?" I'm like, "I'm gonna go get a drill. We're gonna fix your closet. Right. We're gonna finish the video." I stayed up all night, turned it in the next morning, and uh, you know, he found out. 
fairly quickly. Then he right. got on, and then he disappeared. You know, yeah, that thing. I have that friend that's like, I'm going to Romania to shoot a movie. Right. Yeah, I know Willem, and I remember his sort okay. of his sort of like excuse right. alibi where he was or right. whatever. Yeah, right, right. So, yeah. um, yeah. So I was doing his social media while he was gone, and um, oh, that's had a good. Lot of questions, you know, but it was like, okay, let's let's keep it up. Let's, yeah. you know. Um, We've got a campaign going. We can't let it just Yeah, let's make it look like, you wow. know, you're not on Drag Race when you are, you know. Talk to me about the power of that show. Like, oh. when it aired and you've got this campaign going, yeah. you, you probably thought you'd get a bump. Yeah. But was it crazy? It was crazy. And That's we could so actually cool. measure it. Yeah. Because we had a Hurricane Bianca crowdfunding right. website, we could see the numbers every week. Right. You know, and... um I mean, really, every, I mean, it just... Every episode. It made everything we had done up until that point right. look like a flat line, and it just skyrocketed it's every the week. the power of television, the power of that show in particular and, is and he, kind of amazing. You know, they do these sit-down interviews, right. and he doesn't know what they're going to use. He doesn't even remember what right. he said. Right. But one week, they did the comedy challenge, Yeah. and he said, Hurricane Bianca's in town, no one is safe. Right. And they used it. And we're in the we're in a bar in New York, and everyone knows us. And the the, the bar went nuts because you're already branded the movie that way. Yeah, yeah, and our friends oh. know, but it's not like nationwide, right? But when I went home and I looked at the numbers of how many hits the website got, I mean, no one even knew that was a movie, right? But I guess people started googling Hurricane Bianca, and they found us. Now, a lot of the crowdfunding platforms have time frames. So, yeah. was that active while she was on the show, so people could still donate to you, or was we, it a different platform? We kept we were strategic about right, it so we be. would yeah so we would do like a three month indiegogo thing right. they would cut us off and then we'd switch it over to another one and then as soon as he won we were ready um as soon as they were putting the crown on his head yeah. with a you were second ready to round go. yeah of indiegogo for like another three month right you know thing and i don't even know i mean what we made afterwards was you know Blew the first one out of the water. Where were the donations coming from? Did you have like people from Dubai or be- like we literally that had show people is everywhere. from Dubai? Yeah, and we, we were doing we were doing one of our little perks was to do an insult video for someone, right? And we actually had someone from Saudi Arabia order one, and oh I said, gosh. "Do you know what these are? Like, do, I don't want you to get right. killed." Exactly. You know what I mean? He's like, "Well, just don't make it public. Just send it to me personally. I'm a big fan and." Um, and part of the thing was for Bianca to insult you, you need right. to answer all these questions for right. us. Send us a link to your Facebook, send right. us a link to your, so we can right. steal pictures and Bianca can make fun of them. How long does she make fun of somebody for in one of these videos? Like a good five, five to eight all right, that's minutes. Pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. But, um, but he sent me the wrong Facebook link. Oh shit. There was like an extra period or an extra hyphen. It was a, someone with the same name also living in Saudi Arabia, we ended up making fun of the wrong person. Oh my God. And I sent it to him on Facebook. So I sent the video of making fun of the wrong person to the wrong person. Oh my God. I'm like, how? You could have had him killed. We could have had him killed. He could have had us killed. Although that's a good plot for the next one. Right. That's a really good plot. But how terrifying. Like, what if you opened up your Facebook to a mean drag queen with the title, Bianca Hates You, making fun of all of your pictures, and you have no idea where this came from. What is going on? And of course, she doesn't write me back, so every week I'm like, did you not like it? (laughs) Right. What didn't you like about it? He doesn't know he got the pencil video. So once I figured it out, because the the real guy was like, I never got my video, and I was like, I sent it to you a hundred times, what happened? Um, Wow. So we fixed it, but I went back to the wrong guy and I was like yeah. I am so sorry oh my gosh I know well maybe the third one that she could be in the Middle East yeah I want yeah. to see her on a on a camel yeah oh for sure in the oasis lots of jokes yes <laughs> um, what were some of the other perks that you guys did 
Um, we did What's like like most out there perk. That one really. I mean, the the insult videos were pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, those. I mean, I would be like, there was ugh, there was one that like a girl a girl from my high school did, and yeah. it. I mean, you know, I'd known Bianca for a good ten years up there right. at, at that point, and I was in my apartment filming this. I was crying. Oh my gosh! Laughing so hard. I love it. She just. I mean, the like her name was Susan, and she kept making. Ups, like, well, Susan's real name in college was Butt Fucking Susan. <laughs> and I was like, where do you come up with this stuff? I'll be at the gym, and these, right. these videos are going viral. I'm right. at the gym, and someone yells across the locker room, How's Butt Fucking Susan? Right. I'm like, Oh my God. That, then you know you made it. What has my life become? Yeah. But it sounds like to me that you guys were doing this work, and then you saw this opportunity, and you just kind of, We're going to ride this wave yeah. for all its work. That's brilliant, yeah. though. It yeah. takes a lot of commitment, and you've got to be. You got to be ready to go. Yeah, and we yeah. were. I mean, it was you know some good advice that I got. People were like, "You got to be ready with the yeah. next one right away." Um, and um, and yeah, it was like, "All right, let's go to Russia." Let's go to Russia <laughs> now. With the first movie, um, it used to be movies would play in theaters, and then they would go to DVD and all that. Everything's changed like that. Yeah. Do you get a sense of how many people are watching this movie? Um. In the different places sort of. they can watch it. Yeah, I mean, we do get some updates, right? Because from... you're not going to just look at the box office for that week. It's right. All these. Yeah, we can. Metrics. It's all trackable. Yeah, and it is all over the world. Yeah, you know, and it's it's crazy. Like looking at like our YouTube videos from like our insults. Right. That yeah, there are people in Dubai that are Bianca fans now. Right. Um. So I know she's she's huge in the UK. She's huge in South America, Australia. Are you going to um, go on any cool trips? Um, we got, we got to go to, um, we got to go to Amsterdam the first time. Oh, We're going to do that again. Yes. That was really cool. Never been. Um, and, um, they had, you know, they, they were, they were keeping in touch with us. So like, all right, we, we booked it in a theater. It sold out. Yeah. Like, oh, cool. They're like, we booked another theater at the same time. Oh, cool. Another one. So three theaters at the same time at the, you know, yeah. in Amsterdam. She's we going to be in. running from Q and A to Q and A. They brought them all to us. It was, it was magical. The movie ends. They bring us up on stage. They've got a local drag queen hosting. And, um, and they just we're on stage. They just flooded in, and then they just get rid of them like cattle. And then they chase Bianca, Bianca out like a rock star, up, yeah. a pat down like a star at a no, junket. Literally, it was like a rock star. Like they were like chasing her yeah. out of the theater. They were being given an audience with her, and they're going to me. They're like, "I really liked your movie." I'm like, "Oh, thank yeah. you so much." Yeah. And then they push me out of the way, and they're like, "Can you introduce yeah. me to Bianca?" It was nuts. What's the most fun kind of scenes to shoot in these movies? Because they they have musical numbers. Yeah, they have um, you know. You know what's funny is that when I think about it, the most the scenes that are the most fun right. in the script or the most fun to watch are usually the most stressful to yeah, you're shoot. Like, oh, you don't even know because yeah, because they like depend on a gag yeah. that like we haven't tested. I don't right. know if it's gonna work. Right. You know, and got, you don't have unlimited of whatever that thing is that's gonna break right. or whatever. Yeah. And and what's more important is the time it yeah. takes to fix it. Like the first movie, you know teacher Bianca comes back and she's got this like volcano gag yeah and you know it's gonna like dye the students faces but like we don't know like you know the art department has has built these things they they said that they tested it over the weekend but like I haven't seen what they look like no one's seen what they look like they it takes like a good half an hour to reset so if we need another take there goes all of our time you know so like I'm just a big ball of anxiety in the corner going I don't know if we're gonna get it but you know, of course, it always works out. And those, but those are always the most fun to watch. Yeah. Um, but they're not the most fun to shoot for me. Okay, for the f- two Bianca movies, what was the best day and the worst day? Oh God, the, I mean, you can look at you can think of it as a collective. Yeah, um, the best day and the worst day. Um, you know, in the first movie, 
this all the scenes in the school yeah. were really like the best day yeah. you know for me um because the school was so wonderful it was just big and beautiful and you know it was the location that we needed right um and it was also like our comfort zone we had everything we needed you know and then we would branch out to like the public you know yeah. we had other scenes after that um so really all the scenes in the school were really really great um the football game scene yeah was our first overnight yeah and up until that point you know we were low budget we had no money we had no time um, everyone that knew anything about movies were like, you can't do a football, a football game. Right. Scene. How are you going to yeah. pretend there's a crowd there? Too expensive crowds, yeah. um, too big rights right. and, and, and all that. It's going to be too much, too complicated to get the location and we got it. Can't you make a ping pong? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, we just kind of like, we didn't have full, two full teams. We just, right. you know, we, that wasn't the focus of the scene anyway. Right. But, um, but basically where there are two scenes, one with Roy in drag, one with, uh, you know, him not in drag. And so there's a costume change in the middle, which, you know, takes time. Right. Everyone has to go change. And we, I mean, we were cracked out on so much caffeine. Right. Um, we had more to do that night than we had ever done up until that point. More shots, more right. actors, more people coming and going. And we couldn't go overtime because the sun was going to come up. Yeah, you had a hard even if we, Even if we could go overtime, yeah. we couldn't go overtime. So, like, we were racing around this field. Right. We beat the clock by a half an hour. That's amazing. I think because we overcompensated. So that was a, that was another good night. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought you were say that was a bad night, but it was a good it night. It was such a that good says night. A lot it about was your such attitude. a good night. Yeah. I mean, so much caffeine. Right. Um, but uh, but did no, anything ever go wrong? Did you ever get chased out of a location? Everything went wrong. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, in the second movie, um, the second movie, everything went wrong. But yeah. Um, yeah, we got chased out of a location. We were on yeah. a school. And we had permission from the principal, but that wasn't like put in writing and yeah. and communicated to guess the rent a cop that kicked us out. God. And um, they seem like they're never around. You never notice those people until you're shooting something. Yeah. And then it's like yeah. every leaf blower. Yeah. Every Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And um, so we Somebody ought to call their production leaf blower films. That's good. Yeah. I, <laughs> I might take that if I Yeah, that's really cute. That's really movie. good. Right. But uh, yeah, we got kicked off this location. Thankfully, we had a really good production team. They right. were like quickly got us a backup. You know, we had to like move thirty kids that were supposed right. to be in a classroom, you know, outdoor classroom, to this other location, and we ended up having to kind of trim yeah. a scene. But um, but honestly, I don't miss it. Right. And maybe it might have actually made the film a little bit better. Yeah. You know, uh, but that was a that was a tough day. We had a camera break another day. Yeah. Um, but, Stuff happens. But, so, you know, you got to fight for it. Yeah. you got to fight for it. Now, your friend of mine, Derek Hartley, is involved in this film. He's very much involved in this yes. film. Yes. Yeah. Is he around on the set? He, he was. He's credited on the screenplay. Is it just him, or does he co-write it with somebody? It's just him. It's him. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Basically, um, when I was working on the first movie, um, our mutual friend Derek um, right. thought he was really funny, and I was like, hey, why don't you read my script and tell me what you think? He's like, cool, read mine. And I was like, oh, you're a brilliant screenwriter, too. So right. when the second movie came around, um, I did kind of an outline send it over to him. I'm like, I don't know what you think. Do you think this is a good fit? And he wrote back the next day. He goes, yeah, you know, check it out. Well, he had re- He'd written the whole screenplay. Well, no, no, he, but he had oh. taken my like two pages and right. turned it into like a 10 page. I like it. So quickly that I yeah. thought he was sending me the same file back. I right. didn't even open it up. Right. He's like, did you read it? I was like, Oh my God. I, oh, I thought it was just I an love attachment. It. Yeah. 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 So, um, and then he, he really banged out an incredibly funny script in like a month which is like really crazy that's fantastic yeah yeah i love that did you always want to make movies was that your thing growing i did up? i did were you like one of those kind of a childhood kids? yeah yeah cool. childhood uh little Where did dream. You grow up? um outside of chicago okay so i used to sneak onto movie sets 
when uh, when big movies would come to Chicago. What what movies? So like Home Alone, right on. Uh, Lost in Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Um, there was a Keanu Reeves movie that no one's ever heard of. Right. That uh, I snuck onto. There was a Bruce Willis movie that I don't think anyone's so you just ever heard watched, of. Right. Yeah, my grandpa was a fire chief, so he okay. would like put me in a fire coat and nobody would bother me. I love that. <laughs> How cool to have a grandfather who's a fire chief. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the firehouse a lot? I basically grew up in a firehouse. Did you go down the pole? Is there a pole? Because <laughs> I hear the poles are not that common. Maybe it's just a... Maybe. But yeah, these are old firehouses. They right. all had poles. Yeah. They, they, they did. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, we would have like... We would bring all the... Like my yeah. friends' field trips, firehouse. Right. Everyone went down the pole. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Are firemen your favorite strippers if there's a lineup of strippers and there's like a... Probably. Cowboy and... Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's weird. That's okay. It's part of your background. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my dad owned gas stations. <laughs> I like... People that have grease on them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Perhaps. Ish. Right, right, right. And you went to... Did you go to film school for... Did you go to school for film? Or I did. did you study something else? Yeah. I yeah. love that. Yeah. So um, so I graduated from Columbia College in Chicago. Yeah. Um, I'm excited we're doing a Chicago... We're doing a Chicago screening, and I just looked up online. It's going to be in a firehouse. So I checked in with my grandpa. It's where my grandpa's dad worked. That's amazing. My great grandpa. It's very full circle. It's very it's weird. It's so full circle. It's very weird. Is all your family going to, are they still in yeah. Chicago? Are they yeah, going to come, come to the screening? Yeah, it'll be fun. I mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. yeah. What did they think of the first movie? Oh, they loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. My grandpa took my grandpa a minute, but, uh, you know, he came around and I think right. he's going to, I think he's going to come to the sequel. It'll be, it'll be weird, but it'll be cool. Right. And behind the comedy and the outrageousness, are there themes that you really try to, have come through in the films? Is there something... Yeah. What, what do they mean to you in that way? I mean, I think that's part of what, like, attracted me to Bianca in the first place was that he's, like, a no-bullshit kind of fighter right. for what's right. So right. I kind of always, even though Bianca Del Rio in the first movie is not, like, a superhero, I always kind of thought he was kind of a superhero. Like, right. he's kind of Superman. Right. And he puts on drag, and that's his, you know, his disguise. Yeah. Um... So yeah, so he's fighting for tolerance, he's fighting for gay rights, you know, in a way that's like not preachy, it's it's kind of badass. Right. You know, so. Something that I find interesting about culture now, especially in relationship to drag race, and tell me if you observe this, I feel like my generation, we appreciated drag, but we didn't want to get any on us. Right. We didn't want to, our mas- we needed our masculinity to somehow not take any of that shit on. Right. Whereas you'll see like hot super gym boys yeah. queening out yeah. on, on social media. Yeah. They're not as uptight about proving their masculinity. Yeah. And they really, you know, if you, all, all my like dirty, you know, I have a dirty Twitter where I follow mm-hmm. like dirty guys. Yeah. And they're all like all into drag race. Yeah. And some of them are sassy. Yeah. And I, I don't think care. they're, I don't think yeah. they care that much about like, I have to seem straight. Yeah. There was this guy in my high school. So right. I was a freshman. He was a senior and right. he was hot. Right. And he was gay. Right. Was and he, he out? He was out. Wow. And he got beat up every day. Oh, my God. And he would fight back. And he would be—he would always be the one that got in trouble. Because I think he would they go would, too far. Or, right. or they were like, you're the gay one. Why are you fighting? I don't yeah. know. I don't if know the details. If you weren't like this, maybe we wouldn't have these fights. But he was always in these like little tiny Daisy Duke short shorts. Right. That were probably too revealing for I the school. I support that. I will sign that petition. Tiny yes. Tiny little like pink yeah. tank tops. He was always flaunting it. And I think that's why he got in trouble. Right. Because if he got into a fight, I don't know. Right. But um, he wore a dress to prom. Wow. And I think he got into a fight and I think he got kicked out. And I always looked up to him because everyone made fun of him. Right. 
And I was kind of like, that guy's a badass. Right. You know? My little closeted high school freshman self was like, this, you know, yeah. this guy's awesome. That guy's a role model. Yeah. I wonder, do you have any idea where he is? I should go, I should go find someone that's that someone knows. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, I should go uh, write him a note, yeah. I really think that's cool. It's, it was really cool. I love that. Yeah, and I'm sure everyone that went there at the same time remembers this guy. I don't yeah. remember what his name was, but... Now, when I met you, you were working for CBS. Yeah. And you still work for them, but I think you've I've probably around. switched 16 yeah, yeah, yeah. shows. What, yeah. what are you currently working on? Uh, I'm on the CBS This Morning show. Okay. So I'm a video nice. editor. I put together, you know, it's a live show, but the shows that go, the yeah. pieces that go into the show are, you know, have been worked on. That's worked Gail Kingland. Gail Kingland, yeah. Love it. She's, Is she cool? Uh, she's so cool. She seems cool. She, um, when I was, when I was doing the first movie, we crowdfunded it. And, uh, after Bianca went out to Drag Race, um, I was just like, you know what? I, I have no shame. So I sent her an email. It's good to have no shame. Yeah, we met like once at a party, you know, right. but I knew she wasn't really going to know who I was. But I was like, hey, you know, I'm an editor. I worked downstairs. And um, I was just wondering, I'm putting together this movie and we're crowdfunding. And if you would like give us a little tweet to tell your, you know, I'm sure you have a different audience than Bianca has. Right. And, you know, that night I get a text from Bianca and it was like, is this real? And it was a screen grab of Gail King's tweet. And I was like, oh my God, it is real. Oh she God. did it. You know, I thought she would... My email would have gotten lost, or right. you know, she didn't no, have and to also do anything. People, and, the people are like protective of their yeah of their online media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, that's so incredible. What did she say in the tweet? Um, it was it was a picture that was you know Roy is a boy, and then and then Bianca and Drag next right. to each other, like a freeze, like a, a split screen, and it said, "Hey, everyone, this looks really funny. You should check it out." HurricaneBianca.com. You know, they're crowdfunding this movie. Help them bring it to the big screen, something like that. Um, but then also like an hour later, she like Instagrammed it, which also hit her Twitter. So it was like three right. for the price of one. So the next day I sent her assistant a little note and I said, oh my God, you know, Gail tweeted about my film. I've got a little RuPaul's Drag Race pin, like a little button. Right. And I want to just give it to you as like, just to give to her. I don't want to bother anyone, but just to, as a little gift right. for the Thank tweet. You. Yeah. Um, but I want to, you know, can I, so the assistant called me back and said, are you in your room? I said, yeah. She goes, all right, great. I'll come down and grab the pin. It was a setup. Gail came down. Oh my gosh! To my room, surprised me, and she grilled me for like a half an hour about the film. She was like, "Matt, I want to talk to you about Hurricane Bianca." She had done her research. She knew the details. She knew what I was doing, how I was yeah. doing it. You don't go through Oprah World without asking the questions. I mean, it was like, "What are you going to do if you don't get the money?" Yeah. Who else are you asking? Who are you asking to tweet? Who would you like to be in it? And I was like, I was like shaking, but I was right. like, I was on it. I was You're like, bam, 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 bam. And then at the end. Of her grilling, she's like, what's your biggest donation so far? And I told her, and she pulled out her checkbook and wrote me a check, and she was very generous, and she beat my biggest donation, and it was the nicest. I, I'm like, I can't concentrate for the rest of the week because I'm so... My heart is racing I'm like, story. I cannot believe yeah. this happened. Yeah. Uh, That's like, incredible. She didn't have to do any yeah. of that. How hard was it not to sort of daydream about an Oprah re retweet? I mean... I mean, your mind goes there. Yeah. You don't want to get greedy. Right. You want to preserve what is right. a wonderful thing. Right, right. Because you know she gets that all the time, right. I'm sure. Of course. I'm sure. But, uh, That's but, yeah. so cool of her. But then some Bianca's fans were tagging Oprah yeah. when they saw Gail's tweet. I'm like, right. guys, don't embarrass me in front of Gail. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I love when you hear cool stories about Just people like that. Just the nicest, you know, yeah, nicest yeah, yeah. person, you know. That's cool. Yeah. And Charlie Rose was on that show. Yeah. That was a big... That was a big... I was supposed to work with him that day. Wow. Yeah. He called in sick. I'm like, that's weird. He never calls in sick. So I was just kind of sitting around. Yeah. And then I got a text saying, 
uh, check the internet. I'm like, oh, I guess oh that's God. why he was sick. Today. How would you have worked with him? He would have done voiceover or something. For yeah, it was you were a piece. On. It was like they were going to. They were supposed to interview this big hotshot at a big company. Yeah, and the whole thing got canceled. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It must have been intense being around all of that, even on a in a post production way. Yeah, I mean, for all these shows, it's not just that's not the only place that, that happened, but mm-hmm. in terms of workplaces and yeah, people. yeah, I mean, yeah. NBC, I don't think it's happened at, at ABC, but you know, it hit yeah. us pretty hard and it hit at NBC pretty hard. You know what? You you told uh, Gail your dream. You know what my dream is? What my dream job? I want to be on CBS Sunday Morning. I oh, love that show. That's a good show. I'd love to be a correspondent on that show. Yeah, it's very humane. It is. The interviews are thorough and good, but they're not. You know, they're not pussy grabbing oh, right. questions or right. They're very, it's very like. There'll be a cool interview with a celebrity, and then it's like the history of awnings. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that's fascinating. Do you know... It's did my you ever dream. watch, um, like, Mr. Rogers when you, were, when you were younger? A little bit, yeah. I feel like it's Mr. Rogers for grown-ups. It kind of is. Like... And maybe that's my sweet yeah. spot. Mr. Rogers would, like, take you behind, yeah. the, behind the scenes at, like, the Cran Factory. Right. And I would be a kid, I'd be like, oh my god, I'm so into this. Yeah. You know, and then he would, like, take you somewhere else, and I'm like... That's what this that show Mr. does. Mr. Rogers for adults. That's what that show does. You have does. to surrender to it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not like, I'm not getting a headline every second. Right. It's okay. Yeah. Because you got to kind yeah. of, you know. I love that the fonts are, probably have been the same for they a have. number of years. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't change it. No. You can't mess with it. No. It's don't working. Mess with it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I miss Charles a little bit. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And I love the, the sun, the different suns that come mm-hmm. up. Yeah, um, it's I very really, peaceful. What were the different jobs you've worked with on CB- at CBS? At CBS, so I started. Everyone's like, "How did you get a job at CBS?" I was, um, I was a cocktail server right. serving shots on Fire Island, um, and someone had a birthday, and I made him this video, a little birthday video. Right. Everyone on Fire Island saw the, the video, and they knew there was a new channel called Logo. Right. That they were starting, and that. Logo was hiring CBS to do like a little kind of an MTV style news update and right. they needed cameramen, editors and all that. Right. So someone that saw my birthday video That's amazing. Uh, recommended me for a job at CBS. That's so like the gay South Park story. Yeah. Yeah. T- I took the ferry. Right. On a day off from, right. you know, the bar. Right. And uh, went into my little job interview at CBS and the boss at CBS was like, oh, I heard about this video. Can I see it? And I was like, no, you can't see it. There's like inflatable penises bouncing around right. in the background. I have other stuff I can show you. I've been right. to film school. So I got the job. That's uh, awesome. And I got the, my, you know, my foot in the door. We traveled everywhere. And, yeah. um, you know, we covered every kind of headline from like a gay perspective. What were the big headlines of the day? Um, like who was being homophobic that time? Oh, there? everybody. But it was, um, oh, Post it was, Dr. Um, Laura. Yeah, yeah, it was um the remember the guy that was having his foot in the, in the oh bathroom? Larry Craig Larry Craig um you know Katrina happened oh, while I was shit. there um, lots of entertainment stuff yeah um, but um yeah it was a good time That's so cool so you were working at, at Fire Island you made this video uh-huh. the next thing you know you're working I'm working at CBS it's huge yeah like, I think you worked around where we worked for Big Gay Sketch Show I feel like we were in the same neighborhood okay like Tenth uh, Avenue and. 50, 60th Street, yeah. something in there. Yeah, we're on 50, 57, and 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's wild. Yeah. It was, then, it was crazy. And then where did you move after Logo? Um, so I got my foot in the door at CBS. Okay. And then I, went, I got a, a big union job. Um, that's right. At uh, the CBS Evening News. Um, so I worked on their weekend show and the, and the CBS Evening News show. Right. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. And then I got kind of yanked when we started the CBS This Morning show. Right. Um, so I've been there since they started, which is like six years now. What are your days like? Because the hosts have to get up at the crack. They do. 
What are, what are your hours? I am so spoiled. <laughs> I yeah. go in at 11. So the show's off the air. Right. But, um, but you know, the team is staffed for 24 hours. Right. Um, but the cool thing about... What time do you get off? Um, seven. Okay. The cool thing about... Because I do feature stories. Yeah. So um, they kind of... I kind of got, like, a really good yeah. pick of the most interesting work. Yeah. Because all the breaking news happens overnight. Right. And that's usually, like, disaster, depressing. Right. Crazy... Oh my god, we have to make air yeah. things, um, which is exciting, but not as you know maybe fulfilling. Um, right. Whereas I get to I get to do some really interesting pieces on profiles of interesting people and um, you know that sort of. I thing. love that. I always love the B roll shot where the host is walking on the path with the person and yeah. they're talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and so. That was definitely going to be part of he my, remembers. Yeah, yes, <laughs> be part of my. Oh, you could tell me this. I'm curious. This is a bit just about me. The. Okay, so I'm watching CBS Sunday Morning or any of those shows, and there's a producer's name, and then there's the host. Mm-hmm. Who's writing the copy that comes in between? Is that a host thing or a producer thing? So that or do they be collaborate? Both. Yeah. So that okay. it'll be. Um, I'm up for either. Yeah, yeah. The um, the producer will write a suggested right. lead, and then the and then the show the host, has a, the host has they can put their Moroccan us on it or whatever. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Okay. So the host and the producer will kind of write right. their their yeah. suggested intro together, and then the show usually has a writer. Yeah. That will you punch know punch it up. Yeah, punch it up, clean it up. Yeah, make it just you know. So there's another set of eyes. Yeah. What I also like about that show, see this Sunday morning, is you can be old. Yeah. You don't have to be. Yeah. Twenty four. You don't have to be Zac Efron. Right. I always think it's a plus. It's a plus. I like it. For All sure. Right. I'm still on my dream board. I'm keeping, yeah. That, yeah, keeping, yeah. The, keeping the fire burning. All I'll, right. I'll, I'll send him some information when well, we're done with this. What yeah. was it like to work on the CBS Evening News? Like That, that was, is the Walter Cronkite Tiffany yeah. Network. It's an institution. It was. A, it, it was. Um, so I. it was cool. It was actually really cool because I, I was working on the weekend show, but then I would the evening news would call me in to, you know, either fill in and then they gave me some like permanent shifts on their show. So the weekend show, obviously, as you gathered from the name, has only has a show on the weekends. Right. So the other days that would be booked, it wouldn't be very busy. Right. So that's when I wrote Hurricane Bianca. That's amazing. Right. So, but but I, you know, I work in the same area as everyone else that, and they're all very busy. So I think that they were all like, well, who is this kid who's never working? Yeah. Um, but, um, but then I would fill in and I, I got to work on a bunch of pieces with like Katie Kirk was there at the time. Yeah. And, um, it was, it was, that's how I kind of got really fast at my job yeah. because the show's at 6 30 PM. It's going on with or without Whether you, you have a piece done right. or not. So it didn't matter when you got your footage. Yeah. You had to have a piece. Please tell me at least once you did the Joan Cusack run down the hall from broadcast news with a tape in your hand. It's very much like that. My yeah. first day at evening news, because I was the weekend guy, so my right. first day I was working on the actual, the big show. Right. Um, I was working on a piece. They didn't know me. They didn't trust me. I think I was, you know, they thought I was too young. They didn't actually want to give me something important. Right. So I was doing a housing piece that was actually not in the show. It was called Below the Line. It right. was like, oh, this is an extra just in case. Web act, yeah. Exactly. So, but while we, I was working on it, uh, the housing market crashed. Right. And now all of a sudden someone rushes into my room with a headset and they're like, oh, that piece that you didn't think was going to be in the show is the lead. Right. So it's on at 631. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, I can handle this. And everyone's starting to freak out. So like, we don't know this guy. Well, um, I'm of course just getting my graphics in at like 30 minutes, 30 seconds before we go on the air. Wow. And everyone's freaking out. And I'm like, oh, it's just a right click, send to server, I'll be done in a minute. And it's going, 
You're watching that little. I'm watching. It's going ten percent, twenty percent, and it turns red, and it says error. Oh. And I hear Katie Couric going. Our first story is on the housing market, and thirty people rush into my room with headsets, and they go, "Cue it up." Press play. And I queued it up and I pressed play and my computer was sent to every, you know, TV in America. Right. And if if I moved and I hit the mouse, it, everything could have crashed. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So then, uh, you know, basically everyone's like, wow, we really popped his cherry. Yeah. You know, that was my first day. That's, that was your first day? That was my first day at Evening News. Like, I knew what I was doing, but like, this was my but first day. But you're not in a crisis like all that. all these people I didn't know. Yeah. You know. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you go and get drunk afterwards? I did. Like nine to five. <laughs> I really did. Good. I'm. I'm glad to hear that. That yeah. makes me very happy. Yeah. Um. You you described your room so that you're editing bay. Yeah. And it's right. Is it near the set or right? where are you we're in, in relation to everything? Okay. We are down in the dungeon. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. We're like we're like rowing the ship. Awesome. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's um, yeah, there's a, just a big row of edit, edit right. suites. And Do you kind of like? Are you able to kind of zhuzh it up? But can you have flair in your room? I have a lot of flair. Tell me about the flair in your flair. office. It's basically all these pictures of me and a lot of drag queens. That's amazing. Which I mean, what else would it be? Right. You know, but um, but it's funny because there's an overnight crew that go in and the, you know they, they work get, in my they room. Can use your room on the overnights, right. and I don't know who who they are, and they don't know no. who I am. But I'll see people in the elevator, and they'll be like, "Do you work in Edit One?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, "You look like a really fun person." I bet you have the most fun room. I think I do. Do you have a mini fridge? I don't. Yeah. But I actually don't want one because then everyone would use it. Right. You know, because the people that have the mini Good fridge, thinking. they have to, they, they look like yeah. grumpy people because they're like, yeah. don't come in my room. This is right. not for you. Know, I don't want to be that guy. Right. I have a fun room. I love that you have a fun room. I do. <laughs> I want to see it someday. That would yeah, be I'll amazing. send you a picture. Yeah, yeah. Please send me a picture of your fun room and I will post it okay. on the website All that right. goes to this. What makes you a good editor? Why? Um, you, what? What's the thought? The, the way of using your mind, or yeah, was it just the thing that you gravitated towards when you were doing film school? Or film school was always it was always really fun for me putting images to music and seeing how that how it would really just pull, bring it all together, right? Uh, and then when you're doing your own films in film school, obviously you're doing that all yourself. You have to learn everything, right? Um, and that was always a lot of fun for me. Um, so when I got out of school, it was like, no one's going to hire you to be a film director. Right. You kind of got to make those opportunities yourself. So in right. the meantime, it was like, all right, I'll get a good, solid job at a TV, yeah. you know, TV studio. Um, and editing, I, it's funny because up until this point, doing news, I thought that my strength was speed. Um, speed in terms of getting things done or speed in terms of rapid fire editing? Yeah, yeah. because it was like, you have to get it done, yeah. you, you know, for air. And then after working on evening news for so long now i'm doing feature pieces where my deadline's not until tomorrow morning right. so we don't have the same pressure but um but the producers still really appreciate that i can get it done quickly but right. but um but now doing comedy and right, editing you edit comedy these films as well yeah it's totally different you know well if if, if something is a second too long the it's laugh doesn't work all about the timing yeah yeah and um you know we i had a great editor uh work on work on this and um you know but if the jokes aren't landing, you you gotta you gotta fix it. You know what I mean? So it's out. like yeah, it's like all right. We'll add a, a cat screech, a cat yeah. screeching, and they're like she she hit a cat. I it's, don't know. It's like comedy is all about the yeah. timing. So now I have like a total like new appreciation yeah. for for like editing comedy because yeah. it's tough. When was a screening where you got to be with a big audience and they just went nuts and it felt really good? San Francisco. What were, were you, were you with the Castro? Yeah, we did the Castro. They're really if they're into it, they're into it. Yeah. If they're not into it, look at. I'll let you know. Oh, I heard that. I was in part of a Q and A once where it was like, 
all of the women in this film are, it was a movie called Testosterone that I co-wrote. I, uh -huh. I just remember there was somebody a little confrontational about. Oh, really? It wasn't a nightmare, but it's not like, it's not that fun. Right, you know? and right. I didn't direct it, so I was just up there with the director, but. You know. Yeah. They bring their agendas and their stuff. And, okay. Yeah. It definitely felt like Rocky Horror. Like That's amazing. If they knew the words, they would have been shouting them out. Yeah. Because they were definitely shouting stuff out, but it was good it was good right. stuff, thank God. Um but yeah, they let me they they let you know that they were having a good time. Uh and then obviously New York was like the home crowd. Um, you know, all the drag queens came and that was fun and um, and then we did a Chicago screening for the first movie, which was also it was part of a film festival and you know, my yeah. childhood oh. friends and my teachers and Family were there, and it was just this giant. You rode there on a theater. fire truck. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it was fun. When you were going through film school and things like that, what um, what kind of movies were you thinking to make? I definitely want to make comedies. Yeah. I want to make action movies. It was funny. like, what did you think your sweet spot was going to be? Um, you know, the first day of film school, they're yeah. all like, you know, let's go around the room and introduce yourself and what's your favorite movie, and, and, it was and like, it's always like Apocalypse. Now. Yeah, I would like. Godard or Godfather, you know, yeah. and I was like, um, I really like Ever After. Right, um, that's a true story. And did you say Ever After? I there did. Is a Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, and Angelica Houston. I was Perfect. very excited about that yeah. movie. It yes. had just come out, and everyone <laughs> turned and looked at me, and I was like, I'm sorry, but Drew Barrymore is a badass, and Angelica Houston is a wonderful actress. Thank you very much. You stood by it. Yeah, yeah, Damn right. And um, and of course they do a contest at the end, right. you know, little thing, and everyone votes in their favorite, and I was like. I actually made a com I didn't really realize I made a comedy, but it was really funny. And yeah. my little film won the best, you know, so all the... That's so you good. You know, all of, like, the jocks ended up, uh, you know, kind of won them over. I love it. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I always kind of gravitated to, like... That was where you, you were yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. a big, like, Legally Blonde fan. Yeah. And, um, there you go. Yeah. Well, this is in that same sort of wheelhouse. Bright, colorful, mm -hmm. funny. Yeah. How has... It seems like you and Bianca have your own sort of operation going and how has the drag race world related to you guys um because you know I mean? you're kind of oh shit they're making a movie right well, i guess we good for them right but you know right right yeah you mean like the the like the queens or like the the show i guess the sh the, the show and the, the world the of show, it. they've actually been really helpful that's awesome yeah they've been really supportive i mean i you get the feeling that they want these people who yeah. do well that are, that have been on the show. No, they're like yeah. they're like we're like family now, and yeah. it's like they like I've actually like they totally helped us out when yeah. we needed it. So yeah, so like they get all the props. Yeah, you know, no, there's there's no shade. There was no, no, there's no, no. Yeah, I, I love it, but but it's also like you, there's so many things that come out of that show, and then this is a, kind of a separate. Its yeah. origins and everything were separate. That's I think cool. they're proud of it, and like they know, yeah. like we wouldn't have been able to do this without them. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, you know, it's like yeah. They got enough. They're yeah, good. They're yeah. good. Like, all hell, you know, yeah, Queen exactly, Rue, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, I'm a huge Rue fan. And, right. You know. Um, have you ever been to, like, tapings and stuff of Drag Race? I mean, sometimes they do public things. No, uh-uh. But Rue was in the first movie. Yeah. Which was really cool. So I got to go to the studio, and they um, they helped us out, and they, we filmed it in their in their green screen. Love it. You know, on their, on their set. Um, so that was interesting. I really like Rupaul. Yeah. I think, I think he's uh, deep. And Smart. funny, yeah, and and gets you know doesn't take everything so seriously. Thoughtful. Oh, for sure, yeah, I think brilliant is what's happened here. All right, you pick some questions from the observation. Okay, uh oh, I forgot what I picked. What's the worst job you ever had? Oh God, I was a busboy in a restaurant before I was even old enough to drive, and um, this guy threw up on me, like all like all like on my head, in my ear, down my front, like down. It was bad. 
Was he a, a customer that was seated? He was at the bar. I got you. And I was taking out the trash in the bathroom, and yeah. I opened up the door, and he hit me with the door, and I apologized to him. Yeah. He, I'm like, and then I'm like, you hit me. Yeah. And but he couldn't even say anything. He just went, and it just went, and I was standing there, and my boss was walking by, and I just screamed, "That guy threw up on me!" And the whole dining room turned and looked, right. and my boss like yanked me like it was a covert operation, and like hosed me down in the back room, and I went home. So you got to go home early. I got to go home early. Wow. Yeah. What was it like working on Fire Island? It was a lot of fun. Where would you stay? Did you have a place there? There was, um, there was like a, um, you know, a house where they kind of right. threw everyone in. Right. But um, Ooh, that's it, sex house. Yeah, yeah. And and then there were like rules that like no one could like you know date each other or hook up with each other. Oh and, yeah, I bet yeah, that. Really everyone worked. really listened to that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it was very like Mean Girls, but it's very, a reality show. Very reality show. Yeah. What was your outfit when you would wait table? Um, just shorts. Yeah. You know, but um, Candace Kane. I remember meeting shirtless? Candace Kane. Not shirtless. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. Um, Kane did this big number during the dining room, yeah, at, you know, dinner service, and we all had to get up on stage and like strip. And that I was just part just of the side ter- I was terrified, you know. That's hilarious. There was just oh, by the way, yeah, and yeah. everyone was into it, but me, yeah. I was like, I'm very shy, yeah. And they were like, I'm like, did I miss rehearsal? Because everyone right. knew about it, yeah, you know. And they're like, no, honey, like I hope you have cute underwear on. I'm like, you're kidding me, right? We're serving dinner, right? Yeah, know? exactly. No, we're not. We're we're also sure serving enough, yeah. some tits. some flesh yeah, and tits. Yeah. They, um, the you go through was, it though, right? I got through it. Yeah, you kind of hover near the back. It was funny because every all of my customers that hated me up yeah. until that moment, because this you know was taking like hours for people to get right. their food. All of a sudden, they were in a good mood. So I was yeah. like, all right, they saw you in a different way. We made money that night. It, was it worked out. <laughs> oh, this is an interesting one that you picked. What celebrity death hit you the hardest? Oh God, Princess Diana. This is not fun, but Princess Diana. I was getting a tattoo. In Wisconsin, with my family, this girl that I grew up with, and the night that Princess Diana died, we were we were getting tattoos by this woman that was pregnant and stoned. Wow! And we were going to get pierced, and she's like, "Oh, my piercing equipment was just stolen last week." We were like, "What?" She's like, "I'll give you a discount if you want to get tattoos." We we're like, "All right." We just drove three hours with my family to come, you know, do this. Your, your whole family's going to get tattoos together. Like, no, it's just no, we no. Right. No, I, like I broke away from them. With, I got like, you. With my friend. I got you. Okay. Ditched my family. I and, was like, what? No, no, no. Okay. And, um, and basically this woman was like, sorry, uh, my parents' equipment was stolen and um, I got matching tattoos with this girl that I grew up with. And on the way home, we got lost. My family didn't know we were getting tattoos. Driving home, finding out Princess Diana died. My mom's like a disastrous wreck. Um, and I'm like, I've got a bandage around my foot from where, from where I'm trying to hide this tattoo right. from my mother, you know? You always remember that. Because, yeah, so yeah. that was like, that was like 20 more years ago. Yeah, it was 97. Okay. I, I remember because I had a novel come out in 98 and the ending, one of the things that happens at the end is a, there's a paparazzi chase of a celebrity. Okay. And I was like, oh, is that going to be weird? It wasn't. Nobody cared. But right. I, I do remember thinking, oh, God. Too soon? Yeah, something yeah. like that. It was a little too whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's wild. What is your tattoo of? It's <laughs> So there, we had to get something that we – it was, you know, a girl that I grew up with. Right. So it had to be something we could both get. Right. Um, so their feet, their footprints. Okay. Which is a little weird, but that's we okay. were like 15. That's right. And um, the woman, as she's putting them on, she goes, oh, um, you know this – these feet, they only have nine toes. Do you want me to stick another one on? I was like, actually, no, just leave it. My mom only has nine toes. <laughs> 
Because she got one cut off when she was a kid. This might know, be the title of the podcast. That's such a crazy thing. So because of that tattoo, why would this ever come up in conversation right. that my mom has nine toes? Right. But it did. And guess whose mom also only has nine toes? Your friend. Bianca. Bianca Del Rio's mother. Her mom only has nine toes. That's Why incredible. would that ever come up in conversation? I don't know. How's that? How do you find that but out? But because of the tattoo, right. it did. And he's like, that's really weird. My mom only has nine toes. That's something you have in common. So Maybe that's weird. the bonding. Yeah. There has to be a, there has to be a sh- little shout out to that. In something. A movie. Something yeah. in the background. Is there any, did you ever do that in, with either of the movies? Put some little Easter egg thing in there or something from your childhood there's, in the background? Yeah. There's a little Easter egg here right. and there, but, um, but yeah, they're not that personal. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a, like a CGI plane that flies by in the first yeah. movie and it like... It goes by too fast to see, but it says, like, Shady Airlines on the side. So, <laughs> I love like, it. no one's actually caught it. No, exactly. Um, how was it balancing the film with your job? Were you able to say, I'm going to take a month off or yeah. whatever it is? And yeah. they were cool about it? Yeah, yeah. That's They're awesome. actually really supportive. They're really cool. Um, but, of course, like, you know, you take the month off, but you really need six months off. Right. <laughs> so it's a no. little tough. And then when you're back and you're trying to edit and do the day job. Yeah, so there was a lot of, like, 4 a.m., nights you know but i just i edited a lot of the sequel in the cbs cafeteria because there's free wi-fi i don't have to worry about my laptop being stolen and i can get red bull you know from the cafeteria yeah so uh, it was it ended up working out really well okay you picked this question what's your best random celebrity sighting um oh you know i sort of um told the that reminded me of when i would sneak onto the movie sets um there was this movie called chain reaction that came to chicago and Keanu my, Reeves. My, my, yep. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay, yeah. So yeah. My I was grandpa- doing a lot of, like, teen girl journalism at the time. And okay. I think we did a, Keanu, Keanu, a, to, a to Z of Keanu or yeah. whatever. Yeah, anyway, I knew that. And, yeah, so he was in Chicago right. doing this movie. Um, he did some concerts with his band. Right, Dog Star. Dog Star. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, no, I was, I, I was in love with him. And uh, I was like, I was like, oh, my God, you know, I'm like really interested in movies. And I really yeah. want you to drop me off and, you know, let yeah. me hang out on the set. Because I like movies. Right. Not Keanu Reeves, just right. movies. Yeah. Right. But, um, and, it, you know, Chicago is like 45 degrees below zero. And my grandpa, I'm like 12. Um, but he put like a Chicago, you know, fire jacket. Yeah. The big heavy ones on me and just left me uh, overnight. Yeah. And it was great. Because um, I like got in with the security guard and... There were girls that would just show up and start screaming, and of course they would kick them out. So I right. stayed away from them, got right. in with the security guard, and I you know, it was so cold, I went to the hand warmer, mm-hmm. and of course that's where Keanu Reeves came in between oh every shot to warm his hands. You could touch him. He sang me the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. <sighs> My baloney has a first name, it's be yeah. like it's oh so it's super weird. Why did that happen? I don't know. He just did it randomly? Yes. I don't know if, if that's the way he, like, memorizes And your lines. father is Oscar <laughs> Winner. No, like, that's amazing. But I just remember being so starstruck. And no one's ever going to believe this. He's so tall. And he was looking at yeah. me singing My Baloney yeah. Has a First Name. And was, I was like... I think he was sweet on you. I am so in love with you. But this yeah. is so weird. And no one else yeah. thinks it's weird. But I'm cool with it. Yeah. So just warming hands. And yeah. Warming hands. Yeah. It was, it was random, but cool. And then... So how long were you right there with him? It was literally every in between every take. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I was like, "Have you been?" Yeah. You, no. I, things. <laughs> so sorry about River. So yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I don't know what I would talk to him about. I, yeah, I think I was too shy to actually talk to him, but I probably just stared. I'm so glad we have a Keanu in the world. Me too. There's something zen about him. Yeah. Yeah. 
He just seems nice. like the nicest guy. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. seem like he's a jerk at all. Yeah. Um, any award show stories? Um, so, um, so, I, so I did go to film school for a year at USC when I was a freshman. And across from our campus was the Shrine Auditorium where they would do the Emmy Awards. Of course. And um, we, would, we would, you know, get dressed up. We would make posters for our favorite celebrities. Right. And go to the red carpet and try to get them to come over and take a bunch of pictures and stuff. Um, well, the movie Austin Powers was out. And Kristen Johnston from Third Rock yes. and the Sun, um, I, she was my favorite at the time. And I drew this big picture of her on a poster. And, oh, um, and it said, uh, Kristen Johnston, Ivana Humpalot. That yes, was her that was her name. Name in Austin Powers, and uh, and we went over there, and I don't, I don't, I think we saw her, but I think she was too far away um, to like see the poster or anything. But I've got a, a picture. Well, we got her to be in for Marshall with Hate, right? So I brought my little picture to the you set, told her the story, and I told her the story, and she's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so I'm like, "This is me." You know, this is when I was in film school. And yeah. That, she's like, "Oh my god!" And she called the other actors over. She's like, "You got to hear the story. Tell the story again." And she's like, do you want me to sign that or something? I was like, actually, yeah, sign up for me. That'd be amazing. And she's like, you're a freak. Love you, you know, Kristen Johnson. I want a photo of that as well. Yeah, for sure. I love it. That's amazing. She was so nice. She was so much fun. I interviewed her a couple times back in the day, and we were kind of friendly for a while. Yeah. Like, yeah. I remember going to the Eyes Wide Shut premiere with her. Really? And everyone was acting like it was going to be so great, and then everyone afterwards was kind of like, that wasn't that good, right? Like, it was weird, but right. it was really fun. It was fun. That's interesting. Yeah. What an like, interesting movie to go see that I know. with her. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was crazy. Uh, have you ever been starstruck? Um, a little bit. Oh, I was gonna, I, that was kind of like yeah. my, my Katya story that I kind of already told, but... Um, but yeah, when I met Katya at the, um, the season seven premiere party, I was a little bit starstruck. Yeah. Which is funny, because, like, it's a dude from Boston right. that happens to do this glamorous... Russian hooker right. character. But I was a little starstruck, and that's when I was like, okay, Mikey, go bring her over here and ask her to take a picture with us. Yeah. And when she came over, she was like, which one of you is Matt Kugelman? I've seen you on Bianca's Instagram. Um, and that's when I asked her to be in. That's know, awesome. Sequel. Yeah. Are other contestants and drag queens like, hey, I want to make a movie now? Are you like the go-to guy now? Um... I mean, a little. They, you know, they're 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 friendly and they seem right. Or like, how do you do it? Yeah, like, yeah. In other words, like, you guys have done this great thing. Yeah, they'll say like, oh, if you need something, yeah. you know, you know, look me up. But um, you have Shangela in this movie. Shangela, yeah, Shangela's she's great. So much fun. She's just lovely. Like, yeah. she's just she's great on camera. She's yeah. cool. She's funny. I think she got a little robbed in this last. A little. Like a lot robbed. Yeah. 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 It's not right. It, it, and. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen because she came directly to our set right. from All Stars. Right. You know, so she kind of, you know, gave us a head, a little bit of a heads up. Yeah. Uh, but, um, and, but we, and also in the movie, like, spo- it's not really a spoiler, but her character goes on Drag Race. Yeah. In the sequel. Oh, I got you. So it will feel very fresh. Yeah. You know, which was completely unplanned. Nice. Also, kind of like the Russia thing. Um, but, um, but yeah, it'll feel, when the movie comes out, it'll feel a yeah. little bit. I got to visit the set of Drag Race. And, um, it was, there was one year, I think it was season three or four where I actually consulted for a couple of days on coming up with challenges. Oh, cool. It was fun. It was really fun. That's really fun. I know. It was super fun. It was the year, I remember the idea that I pitched was with dogs, like they had dogs on the runway with them. Okay. This was pretty early on. I remember. Yeah. And, um, you, we got to sit on the side of the double-sided glass for the workroom. Okay. And you're just looking at these people like they're in an aquarium. It's really weird. 
and they, you know, they know you're there, I guess. But, okay. Yeah. But they can't see the camera. But they can't see you. How many people are in that room? It was... I, I mean, at that time, it was a Snatch Game episode, so there was enough for the Snatch Game. And then... But were there, I think there were other crew in there, too, kind of okay. around. I don't know if... I don't think anything major was happening. I think yeah. they were just working. Okay. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Cool. It was like an aquarium thing. I feel like you're in, um, like, a police... Police station, yeah. like picking someone out of a lineup. And Willem was on the show that year, and I okay. know Willem because Willem used to do mismatch game, and he still does. Okay, just like snatch game before snatch game, whatever. Okay, so I had to act like, like every, like I didn't know anybody, and like I wasn't even close enough to talk to anybody, but like I, I just remember catching Willem's eye when he was up on the the snatch game set, going like it was like he'd gone to the varsity, right? League of you know, totally, it totally, was kind of, it was cool. All right, who was your biggest celebrity crush when you were a teenager? Um, Fred Savage from The Wonder Years. Right on. You know oh, what? A random. nice guy. Yeah. You and know? like, I think that's how I knew I was gay. Yeah. It wasn't like, it wasn't really like sexual yet, but I just knew I wanted to like have a sleepover slumber party with him. Yeah. It would and be just fun. like talk all night. Yeah. yeah. He's got a lot on his mind. He's, he's yeah. got sensitivity. Right? Yeah. I love that show. I love that. Um, what are you, we'll wrap it up soon. What are you most looking forward to about being in LA this weekend? The drag con and all that. Oh, I mean, this is, I'm looking most forward to like finally being able to show the movie to people, you know, like a big screen with a big fun audience. So I'm really looking forward to that. What theater are you guys screening at? Um, the independent theater downtown. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been there, but it's cool. It sounds like it's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, And, um, and obviously drag con, I think, I think we're going to have a really fun Audience. Are you guys doing, like, a panel and stuff like that? Yeah. 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 Good. And, like, Mrs. Kasha Davis will be there. Darian Lake will be there. Shangela will be there. Obviously, Roy will be there. Right. Um, Derek will be there. I'll be there. My yeah. producer will be there. It'll be, like, a little family reunion. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Do you ever think about moving back to L.A.? I do. I think about it a lot. Well, we would welcome we'll it. We'll see. It'll be all right. I, every time I come here. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Could you see? They have CBS people out here. They do. They do. Right. I'm just planning a scene. And, you know, I feel like yeah. you get a lot of good editing work. Yeah. Like, you know. There you go. Pay the bills. How can people see this movie? What, what should they do? Um, well, uh, the easiest way is go to go to HurricaneBianca.com. Yeah. And when you go there, there's a roadmap to any way you want to download it, order it, it on DVD. Uh, it'll be Vimeo, Amazon, um, iTunes. Uh, we'll let you know. Yeah, you know wherever you live. I'm sure there's an easy way. You know, there's screenings. There's screenings. Not just the screenings that we'll, uh, Bianca will be at, but there's a bunch of other screenings all over. I love um, it. The screenings in Texas, uh, Portland, Chicago, uh, Columbus, Ohio. Um, so yeah, so Hurricane Bianca has the entire roadmap. I love it. Congratulations! Thank That's you a very big much. deal. I have a great uh, weekend here in LA, and I hope. It's hugely successful for you. Uh, Final question. What's your favorite souvenir that you took from one of those movies? Because you know there's probably got to be fun stuff. I just got it in the mail. What is it? Um, Okay. (laughs) It's a stop motion puppet of a rat. And I don't want to give too much of it away because it's kind of really cool. It appears in the second movie. It is so beautiful. It's like, I don't know how to like It's like the size of a football. Wow. And it's so well done. Uh, we got this guy that works for Cartoon Network um, to work on it for us. It's fully stop motion animated. And I just got it FedExed to my house yesterday and I put it up. It's the most terrifying thing, but it's, it's but awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's so cool. It's adorable, but okay. also terrifying. We're also going to need a photo of that. 
Okay, I'll All send right, it to you. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah, easy we'll enough. Post it. That's awesome. It's so fun talking to you. Thank you. Congrats on this. Me. Have a great time while you're here in LA. Thank you so much. Okay. This was fun. Bye. Bye. Thanks again to Matt Kugelman. Check out his movie, Hurricane Bianca, from Russia with Hate. It just came out on the digital platforms like iTunes, and it will be out on DVD in June. You can learn more about it at HurricaneBianca.com. All right, so this happened. All right, last week, my guests were Mario Diaz and Jackie Beat, um, performers here in L.A. They were doing Who's the Boss live on stage, and I ha- I'm happy to report that I went and saw it last night. <laughs> It was so funny, you guys. It was so fun because nobody really knows what the plot was of Who's the Boss, so they take a lot of liberties. Like, and at one point, Jackie just makes a makes a dig at the, how bad the writing was, and it's so funny because the storyline is very Me Too. Uh, Judith Light's character is kind of flirting with her boss, or maybe going to go away for the weekend with him, but she's up for a promotion. It's all, and back then it was just like, oh yeah, that's part of it. Um, and Danny Pintaro was really there playing his own character, and he was super fun. Uh, I got a fun picture with them afterwards, which um, I posted to Instagram. You can see it at Dennis C. Hensley, if you follow me on Instagram. Um, But it was so funny. Jackie B. is a national treasure. I really have decided that. And uh, Mario's brilliant. Nadia Ginsburg was in it. Sherry Vine played Mona, uh, Catherine Hellman's character, who... (laughs) There's a running gag involving Pringles, a Pringles can of potato chips, and um, it's this, it's this, if you're imagining something, um, doing somebody doing something untoward with a can of Pringles, then you're on the right track, and you will never look at them the same after you see the show. Um, but anyway, if you're in L.A., it runs through Sunday. It is so funny. I'm so glad I went. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, my voice is a little shot, in case you haven't noticed. Um, that's it for this week. Thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you next time on Dennis Anyone. Bye.